The Hayes vision, Maguire, it's free. Like, we have this aerial view of everything that's happening. I know, so but it's Hayes not like, yeah, it's like not, he, he knows he's free. not passing the ball to Rio Ferdinand. I, right? I, I he knows he's in front of into this. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Cameron Hill is with us to help preview Ulster versus Connacht in the... Um, uh, URC quarterfinal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Jer. And oh, Shane's here as well. Good morning, Shane. Good morning, Cameron. Yeah. We, we met last night, myself and Cameron, at the Mansion House. That's oh. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both went along, uh, totally unbeknownst to each other. Yeah. Cameron was row three, I was row five, so there's obviously a preference here. All right. Yeah. Good morning, Cameron. You know, don't know how that's yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, Super flex. It's the back-to-back crappy quiz wins all those years that ago, Shane. Yes. I'm still dining off those, but... Uh, um, yeah, Connacht versus Ulster up in uh, Kingspan Stadium, Ravenhill in Belfast. It, Ulster versus Connacht, I should say. It, they're at home, obviously. Uh, really big game. Could be Andy Friend's swan song, but looks like it's going to be a really, really interesting fixture. Connacht definitely, from their comments this week, are going in with a kind of nothing-to-lose attitude, um, everything to gain. Ulster are probably favourites for this one, but it should be a cracking game regardless. Sounds like a bit of unrest in the Ulster camp. That seems to be the, the suggestion. Stephen Ferris has certainly suggested as much. Rob Little not signing a new co- new contract um, when he's a player that you would think should be. Um, uh, just seems to be little bits of discontent behind the scenes. Because it's funny, because Connacht are the, the form team probably in the recent games, but Ulster are the team that have been there and done that all season. So it's kind of set up very, very nicely, this one. Yeah, yeah, that interesting, those comments from Stephen Ferris were very interesting, but he was making the point that it's only when Ulster aren't doing well that yeah. these start to surface, um, so maybe maybe there could be a bit of discontent. He said that there's definitely a nervous energy around Belfast this weekend, that uh, Connacht are coming up, They've, they look like this is going to be their big performance of the year, and I felt in the last game against Glasgow, they they were quite hard done by, I think they could have gone on to win that game, and there was a refereeing decision that maybe I disagreed with towards the end which um, ultimately proved crucial for the win for Glasgow um, but yeah I don't know they're, they're, all year there seems to have been seeds of discontent just starting to bloom in Ulster this year and maybe we can profit from that I almost feel like it's, um, it's a style of play thing a lot of people in Ulster don't like the style of play that's going on at the moment which is it's just mad this, they have scored 75 tries they're only 9 points off a Leinster team that are Super dominant. So what are they complaining about? Quite a conservative style of play in some games from Ulster this season. It's very mall heavy. So yeah. they scored 16 tries off malls this year and their mall defence especially has been exceptional. I was really impressed when I watched them against, I think, Leinster. They just set up so well. It was brilliant to watch. But, you know, their back line hasn't been that inspiring this year. I think we've seen a lot of their players such as James Hume, Michael Lowry, Robert Balakun especially um, taper off after showing such promise last year that maybe it hasn't quite gone to plan. Um, so maybe that's the complaint is that it's not aesthetically as pleasing and it's really, you know, front-facing rugby. It's funny, Dan McFarland made those comments after the, the defeat to Leinster where he was kind of pointing out the, the I guess the geography and the resources and, and, and not making excuses certainly for the result against Leinster but certainly pointing out Leinster's dominance and why it might be. After the games against Dragons in Edinburgh recently we didn't hear from Dan McFarland before or after. It's like he's gone quiet a little bit. We've heard from him this week in advance of this one um, but I find it quite interesting that he was kind of keeping the head down. I think Ulster probably decided right we're going to say 
as little as possible because this is the big one. Yeah, yeah, maybe just let Connacht talk themselves up a bit too much. Um, but Andy Friend has been very um, interesting this week in his comments as is um, Quaylen Blade, who's been brilliant, especially in the latter half of the season. And he was talking um, during the week about how the other players have started to bring on their game, which means he's able to come into it a bit more. He scored 11 tries or something this year. It's incredible, really. And he is, with him and um, Jack Carty working in tandem, they're kind of unstoppable. When they really get into their flow, they're fantastic. And you've seen in first halves against certain teams, they can they look like they're putting them away very early doors. Now, unfortunately, Connacht have a tendency to let teams back into games. There was a game against Zebra a few weeks ago where you thought you were home and hosed and then Zebra really came back into that game and ultimately Connacht saw it out. But they do still have the capacity to the capacity to self implode. It, it feels like a little bit of a powder keg at times. How do Ulster deal with Jack Hardy? Because Dan McFarlane has name checked him and said we will have a plan for him. Mm. Curious to see what that plan looks like. Depends on their back three, to be honest. Like Jack Hardy has done a lot more kicking, um, especially in the latter half of the season. And it's a big part of Connacht's game now is to put them under pressure. And it's a good bit of kicking against Glasgow. Um, so maybe the back three working together. It, it does. It depends. I think. Um, I think Balakoon is there. Mike Lowry will be there. Jacob Stockdale is back in a big way too. We now haven't had the teams yet. We don't have the teams. I think no. today's the day we right. have the teams because it's tomorrow the kickoff. Right. Um, so it depends on who they start in the back line, but they will be looking to maybe pounce on Jack Hardy's kicks, who, which are good for the most part, but you know he's prone to the odd mm. um, slip up here and there. So we'll see. But um, I think you probably just have to get your defensive line set very quickly and watch all those offloads because Connacht are a big offloading team as well and love to keep the ball alive What's the pathway to the final for these two teams? Bulls are stormers for the winner I think yes. which is not exactly the but <laughs> if, if Ulster to win they'll, they'll, they'll have Bulls they'll have stormers in, in Belfast mm. so at least there is that carrot in the end of the stick for Ulster Yeah, but then that, that old word that uh, McFarland used this week momentum I know you love the word Jer, but but Connacht have I think it's 1-6 six the last 7 URC games mm. so they have the momentum yeah, especially after such a dreadful start to the season, winning or winning just one in the first five, and the first game of the season was that thirty-six ten defeat, a comprehensive defeat to Ulster. So there's probably a little bit of that on their mind. Obviously, you want to um, finish Andy Friend's tenure in style and um, do that for him and see how far they can go. Connacht might be a little bit distracted as well. I know Pete Wilkins will have one eye on how the Sharks do against Leinster because. The Champions Cup qualification is still not completely certain for Connacht. Uh, last weekend, Scarlets and Bennett and lost their semi-finals in the Challenge Cup, which means seventh should be enough for Connacht. But if the Sharks win the whole thing, they don't qualify. So they'll have one eye on that as well. But it feels like this is going to be an all-out-there performance. And sometimes I feel like it's a backhanded compliment where people say, oh, Connacht play like They've nothing to lose, and they they give it their all, and it's you know well, less structured yeah. than usual. Yeah, it needs to uh, like it's a really big opportunity for Connacht to turn over Ulster, and at the same time, uh, if McFarlane was to reach the final, this is all coming from Rory Keane's piece today in the Mail. If he was to reach the final, he'd be the first Ulster coach to reach two of these finals, and um, like I don't, I, it's very hard to know what to make of McFarlane's time at Ulster. 
there was all those complaints about the travel that time and you compare and contrast that with Andy Farrell talking about anytime there's disruption we take this as an opportunity to just show how amazing we are and you're like well let's prefer this approach to that approach and yet then the team have managed to turn around the quality of their performances in recent weeks um, I, I think they're uh, crucially handicapped by the fact that they don't have a number 10 who is of the requisite standard to free the back line at the same time I don't know if Hume's form is a reflection of how unhappy he was after not getting the opportunity with Ireland and then the injury that compounded that but looked like he was getting back to a little bit of form they've some strength and depth finally with Stockdale back it means that they do have something on the bench and so uh, it should be a rib war mm. also uh, Mac Hansen and Bundyaki back yeah, yeah, they were ill for the um, Glasgow game last time out. So having them back is obviously a huge boost for uh, for Connacht. And I think it's going to be an interesting game in the forwards as well. Um, Ulster's, you know, Ulster launched so much off the mall, but Niall Murray, I think he's leading the way in the URC this year for lineout steals. So that could be a really, really interesting battlefield. It's going to be a cracking game. I think both games, both teams are going to go out there, give it their all and act like it is a cup final. It kind of is, um, especially for Connacht season. But I'm really, really looking forward to it. All right. Give me a prediction. I think I think Connacht by four. I think they'll have enough. And I just feel... Jeez. What we in have Belfast, Cameron. This is, a, this Belfast. is an Ulster team that beat Connacht 36-10 in the opening day back in September. But they've come on so much and... An, I don't know. I've kind of I've been a little bit disappointed by Mac Hansen this year for Connacht. I got to say, but maybe this is the game he decides. I'm going to do a Mac special, Big right. Mac. Cameron Hill, two-time winner, back-to-back winner of the uh, crappy quiz. Thank Thanks you so much. Six months ago, yeah. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.